Welcome to Off Court, presented by Point Guard U. Today we're joined by our special guest, Dara Mabry, Virginia Tech and Notre Dame basketball star. Super pumped to have Dara with us. Thanks for joining us today, Dara. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to do this today. Awesome. We're pumped to have you. Um, and we're also lucky enough to have you at our basketball camp this summer uh, in South Bend at IUSB, where you were a camp favorite. Signed a million things. I mean, parents were having you sign stuff for them. I mean, kids were going crazy for you. Yeah. I remember you were signing some pretty weird things too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was like like I've been I was asked to write like paragraphs like on kids' shoes that are like falling apart, which is <laughs> like you can't complain at all because like I saw one girl whose slides I signed I think in February or something, and she was wearing mm -hmm. the same slides at the camp, and I was just like, this is what it's all about. Uh, that was so much fun. It was a great turnout there were so many kids uh boys and girls and the parents got to see them interact with me a little bit which is nice um the garlic knots were so good yeah they were definitely shout out memos on it i'm like i can't do it but they were so good um yeah great turnout and then you guys great staff you guys oh, clearly you. know how to have fun while also balancing, you know, professionalism in your workspace um, and teaching kids because when you teach kids, you have to learn how to have fun. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, one of my favorite things you signed, I think, well, obviously there was the skin signature. I don't know if you remember that. Just straight up right on the skin. Yeah. And then there was the, the yeah. black Sharpie with the black T-shirt. That was my favorite. The, the salty, sweaty skin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're like, is your mom gonna be okay with this? And was it was it a girl or a boy? I think it was a boy. I think it was yeah, a boy that like, did the skin. It was a girl that did the shirt. Whoever it was, he was like, oh yeah, it'll be fine. I'm like, okay. It was like right on his arm <laughs> right there. And then yeah, the um the black shirt, black sharpie stumped me a little bit, and I was like, am I going crazy? Uh, on a second. What's the, <laughs> what's the weirdest thing you've ever signed? oh someone didn't have like something to sign i guess like they really wanted a signature but they didn't have any anything to sign and they just like picked up a piece of trash and was like here like <laughs> it wasn't like trash like garbage but it was like a crumpled up piece of paper and i was like i don't know how i feel about signing like a piece of trash but like if my name on a piece of trash is gonna be special to you then like i'm all for it you know one man one man's trash is another man's treasure Thanks to Dara Mabry. Right? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. So you were um, obviously, you know, incredible basketball player, at Virginia Tech, incredible basketball player at Notre Dame. Your summers growing up, what did it look like for you in order to become a Division One basketball player? Yeah. Uh, so going back to high school, I spent a lot of time with my siblings over the summer, and we would play pickup a lot like especially in the summer because nobody was in school everybody could go no matter what time of day it was and like the new jersey vibe for that kind of thing is great because you're gonna have people that are gonna want to come play it doesn't matter the day and time and they're gonna want to compete like that's the culture up there mm -hmm. uh, for men's and women's basketball because i would play with uh men's basketball players too um which was really good for me because obviously i'm not as tall explosive as strong as them um, which was fun, and I would like had the ability to like play with my brother or sister. Um, but before like those pickup games, we would do our own little skills workout, either like some lifting or conditioning, uh, which was so fun. Summer in New Jersey was really just 
the place, time and place to get better uh, growing up, given my background and stuff in the environment. And then as I got older and I, when I was in college, I went to the West Coast. I trained in L.A. Uh, his name is Olin Simplis, and he has a great little team out there. Um, Brandon, his son, Khalil. Uh, they're just great people. It was an L.A. vibe, uh, but he really put he put me to work. It was by no means easy. I sometimes had two two to three a day workouts, uh, whether it was working out skills, then either pick up or shooting or lifting. Um, he even had me on the beach one day out there. I think it was like Venice beach or something with the most incredible view ever, like as I was dying, but I literally, I loved LA. It was so fun. I stayed by myself. I got to see so many of my friends out there, like created and built so many new relationships like while getting better and doing what I love like surrounded by that contagious energy because everyone around you is like you know doing what they love like I made great relationships uh Kiana Smith she played at Louisville Destiny Littleton Erica Carter like just people that I knew who they were and then like we would compete and we would make each other better and in just such a great environment and atmosphere um so that's where I spent my off seasons when I got older and went to college which was that, very fun. that's awesome that's awesome. And now as we saw, you know, and for me at camp, you were, like we mentioned, a huge camp favorite. Um, yeah. Kids loved you, looked up to you as a role model. Um, yeah. You know, who, who were your role models in the basketball world growing up? Growing up. Um, so I played for Exodus out of New York City, which was a AAU team, a part of the UIBL. Um, and Epiphany Prince was one of my biggest role models. I know right before I put an Exodus jersey on, I had an Epiphany Prince Elite jersey on because that's like kind of where I started. It was like a team like put together and then we eventually transitioned over to Exodus. Obviously, it was she was still a big part of that. Um, so she was one of them. My sister, obviously, uh, Marina and Michaela. Uh, but me and Marina got to play together. So I got to have my role model there with me every day of the week. Uh, she would wake me up at 5 a.m., like as a sophomore in high school, uh, like certain days so we could have time after to recover. She was just great. She knew everything. She really like created this nice path for me. Um, all my siblings, obviously, but if you go like outside the box, I do remember when I was younger watching Kelsey Plum play when she was at Washington. Um, she's the same player that she is now, you know, just explosive, fun to watch. And she never stops moving, which I love about her because she can like aggressively hunt three point shots. I always thought she was great growing up. Um, I'm trying to think of someone from the men's side. I loved Steph Curry. Same thing, similar, like I liked his abilities and similarity to Kelsey Plum's because he, he just never stops moving. So like it kind of reminded me like, you know, near underside a little bit you kind of have to find different mm -hmm. ways uh, if you want to play at the top the best level um and i just was really attracted to guards you know i'm a guard obviously we're not we still love our post players but <laughs> just they never stop moving um yeah. and it just it made things so much easier for their team because like in high school like i would be double triple teams sometimes and like you can't just hide in the corners like i always just admired players that just had this motor that was just non-stop now you mentioned your sister, um, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, so you got to you know play with her. I'm pretty sure yeah. there was a New Jersey Demons team that featured all three of the Mabry sisters. Am I correct? <laughs> you are correct. That was when my feet like barely touched the floor, and it was so cute because 
I would be able to go in, like I played with younger girls, but then like they would move me up like for the experience. Like it was absolutely great. Um, so when I would go in the game, like I would be so nervous, but excited. Um, and all the girls around me like were so excited. It was such a amazing um, environment. Um, it was so fun. And I remember me and uh, Coach Ivy and some of the other coaches that also recruited my sisters back then, like would talk about um, how like my feet would barely touch the floor. And like, I would like specifically Niel, I would always wave to her because she was just so nice to me. Like it's the same person she is now, just like this contagious Honestly. energy. Um, and I used to tell my sisters like before they made their decision, uh, well, Michaela specifically before she made her decision, like I love Notre Dame because like, I love Niel, you know, I love coach Ivy. Um, so that was a fun memory going way back. Uh, but yeah, growing up, growing up and playing with your sisters was different. Uh, they were going to hold you to the standard because that's your sister. You know, there's no mm -hmm. boundaries. Uh, there's no limits. They're going to hold you to the standard that they clearly held themselves to, uh, given all their success. So that was a time. It was fun. And I remember like when I would go in the game and stuff, if anyone ever came after me, if anyone did anything wrong, pushed me a little too hard, uh, specifically Marina was going to be right in the picture um so i was like fearless i'm like you know i'm undersized i'm like six years younger than everybody else but i have my older sister so like anything's possible now you know from playing together all three of you to yeah. you know playing against marina uh in 2019 to having michaela as an assistant coach at notre dame um you've shared some pretty incredible memories with your family in the game of basketball can you share some uh maybe one or two experiences that you have that are just unforgettable um, with your family in basketball? Yeah, uh, that game freshman year was super cool. Um, they came to play in Blacksburg. Um, and I think that was her, I was a freshman. Oh no, it was her year after the national championship. Yeah, and both my parents were there and it said, I, they had shirts that said Irish on the front or like Hokies on the back and then they flip-flopped so like my dad wore the one that had whichever on the front that my mom didn't have um, and that was a really special experience um, it was weird at first because like when they were about to tip the ball up like I was just looking at my sister like this is so weird like it didn't we didn't really process it um, but it was so funny because like after the game we lost um, but after the game like I was upset you know like we lost and she was like why are you upset and I was like what do you mean like we just lost or whatever and she looked at me and she put her arm around me and she was like did you really expect to win and I was like <laughs> oh my god I'm like wow like if that's not the most older sister thing to come out of this like whole experience then I don't know what is um but yeah I'm let me think of other things uh, that, is, that is definitely an older sister moment <laughs> right there. Yeah. I remember kind of on the flip side of things. I mean, every I'm positive about everything, but it was something I really needed. I think we lost at Florida State and I was walking out of the gym. I was super upset. And my older sister, Michaela, who was my assistant coach, I don't I think this was two years ago. She was like she just like ripped me. She was like, you need to be better at this, this, and this. And there's some other words that I'm leaving out of here <laughs> on this on this G-rated podcast. Um, but I was just like, wow. Like, it was something I really needed. It was like a little kick in the butt. Like, pick your 
shit up, you know, mm-hmm. pick it up. Um, you need to do this, this and that. And I was like, I'm just so thankful. Like who else in the country that can say that they have a sister on staff, like, you know, that they get mm-hmm. to experience that. Um, and it, yeah. it was the same thing. Like it brought me back so long ago to when her and Marina, you know, like when I was younger, I might've needed to be picked up a little bit um, or get my ducks in a row a little bit more. Um, so that was something that I'm just grateful for. Uh, and then I would say, I think the last experience I remember was when Marina won the national championship and our whole family was in the stands. It was when Arike hit that shot. Um, and our whole family was just tears. Like it was such a full circle moment. Um, and she ran right up to us after she celebrated with her team and someone took a picture of it. And I still have, I have that picture. She like held me up in the stands and like, it was, it was a full circle moment for our family. Just such a beautiful thing. I've, I think I've seen my dad cry twice and that was uh, one of the moments. Um, so those are three things that I definitely remember about uh, this whole experience with me and my sisters involved in the same industry. That's awesome. And now I think it's wonderful how you know deeply rooted your family is in the game of basketball and how um, they've managed to find ways to stay involved in the game even after college basketball between yeah. uh, Roy and Michaela both coaching, mm-hmm. uh, Marina pursuing a career in the WNBA, uh, and your brother Ryan's tearing it up at Miami. Right. Um, You know, and, you know, you're getting into broadcasting. I know uh, this has been a passion of yours from, you know, day one. Uh, It was your major at Virginia Tech and then uh, over at Notre Dame, too, with a concentration in television. Um, Can you speak to a little bit about, um, you know, what you envision yourself doing um, and what a dream job looks like for Dara Mabry? A dream job in the TV industry for me would look like, I would say, sidelining or hosting um, for a really big network in either basketball or football, um, something that I can give back to, um, given my experience. I would say, obviously, basketball, just because, like, I know the most about it, but, like, I'm learning so much about other sports too. Um, So anywhere on the big stage, I really like to be in front of the camera. Um, And to just, I say give back because as as an athlete um, on the reverse side of things, like, you know, you have to go to interviews, you have to go to press conferences. Um, But while I was in those, like it would be after a game, I would be tired, but I still like always found this focus, like towards TV, you know, and like trying to trying to complete a post game interview, but by also like, um, for example, like studying what LaChina Robinson is doing or Holly Rowe, like while I'm talking to them. Um, so that was so cool. Cause I was like, okay, I really developed like a love for this, um, which was also cool. Like when I got hurt, I kind of had no choice, like, but to be still, I literally couldn't pick up a ball at one point because I was immobilized, like on bed rest, basically. Um, So I did have a love for TV, like growing up. um, I held, this is so crazy, but like, I obviously didn't know what was going on. I was six years old, but like I held, tried to hold a talk show at my grandpa's funeral, like having no idea what I was doing. Like I was going up to my family members with a pretend microphone and my mom, like probably having the worst day of her life is like, 
oh my God, but like, I think we figured out like what my six-year-old wants to do maybe later on, which was cool. Um, I love to speak in front of the camera. I have great social skills. Um, so yeah, that's something that I've developed over time and just, I'm so happy and thankful for the platform that I've had as a student athlete and the people that I've got to meet because I've learned so much. That's absolutely awesome. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you mentioned your injury, which was a devastating, yeah. you know, career ending injury, which if I'm correct, it was the first of its kind. Uh, yeah. You had a um, tibia plateau fracture in three places and yes. an ACL avulsion, which just means it's intact, but over a broken bone, am I correct? It's not intact, but it's not in half. So it's okay. like, here we go. We're going to have a medical lesson here. But like a standard ACL tear is like it's in half. But mine was, mine popped off of a broken bone. So it was in one piece, but just basically like dangling, for lack of better and this, words. And this was the first of its kind, right? Yeah, I started 135 college games. I didn't miss anything. Uh, I think the worst, someone actually asked me this, I think post-injury I think the worst thing I had was like in high school like my thumb got caught in my jersey but I was fine within like two weeks yeah Um, and you also also suffered some blood clots from it as well yeah um I we they discovered that I got hurt on a Sunday was supposed to have surgery on a Thursday found the blood clot by Tuesday by the grace of God I was not mad at anything else I was just happy to be alive Mm. yeah so true can yeah. you speak to how your injury impacted you, not only on the court, but off the court and how you grew, were able to grow from it? Oh my gosh, yeah. I love this question because it's such a real thing and like hard to understand, but I've connected with like so many people um, about this. It like, it teaches you patience um, and peace in a sense because every single day, you you subconsciously have something on your mind and that's your need like you could i couldn't move one inch in the bed without pouring my focus into my leg like trying to avoid pain trying not to do something that i'm like wasn't told to do um and it taught me to be wherever my feet are at um and it sounds crazy but like to be thankful that you have two legs to walk on um it taught, there's so many things. Like, I feel like I could write a book. It told, it taught me to be vulnerable and to accept help because at first I have a broken leg and think that I can like crutch on the black ice in South Bend, like in the purple <laughs> cloud at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You need to be better at accepting help. Um, but it, it changed. I feel like a different person. Cause it just changed my perspective on everything. Like little things don't bother me anymore. Like, and I feel like I'm, mentally i could talk the most about that because it just like people always say like oh in the end like you'll be grateful that it happened to you like like i started to see that i think earlier on just because i always did pride myself in in being mentally strong and like everyone goes through things like including me but like i was like okay i really want to do this the right way and i did go through the period where like i didn't even recognize myself like mentally physically emotionally and then like once I started to see the light, like at the end of the tunnel, and I'm not even like, I guess almost halfway there, maybe, I don't know. Like you can never put a time, a time limit or an expectation on an injury, which I also learned. But here we go. I feel like I've, ta- I've been talking for five minutes. I could tell you a gazillion things another day no, about. I, I, I love it. I think it's, 
I think it's really insightful. And I think, you know, it came at an interesting time in your career right at the end. And I think, yeah. you know, there's something to be said about all those lessons being jam packed at the end of a career, um, which, you know, sending you out yourself out into the real world. I think there's, you know, it's a silver lining, I guess, um, yeah, to be able to have all that, uh, you know, mental growth, uh, personal growth that comes yeah. from that. But I know, um, you know, talking to you at camp, it wasn't, it hasn't been an easy journey. It's been really hard. Um, and I know we have some athletes that are going to be listening to this podcast that, you know, may be battling back from injuries. Uh, what advice do you have for um, any athletes listening? Um, I would say the advice that helped me the most, especially in the beginning, was I, I didn't want to be a part of a, like, you can do it kind of thing, which is like credit to Notre Dame and the staff and everybody that helped me. That was not the vibe here. It was like, obviously you're going to make it through, you're going to make a full recovery. Um, but I think what I did the most of like in the beginning was you can grief. Obviously you have to, um, you're going to go through the, through the emotional roller coaster of an injury. But if you can, it's really hard, but if you can accept your reality and accept the fact this is your reality now. Your wins and losses are not going to look like anybody else's. Like one of my wins was lifting my damn leg off the table one day. And you have to learn to celebrate that and give yourself grace and understand that the low days might be really, really low and the high days might be high. Can't never get high, never get too low. But if you can accept your reality and understand like you're going to sit on the sideline at first and be like, this absolutely sucks. Um, I don't want to be here, blah, 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 this and that. But like, when you accept the fact that like, I'm injured, when you go out there and you play a sport, you you could say you're risking your life in a way, you know, mm -hmm. but you are risking yourself for injury, but you do that for the stuff that you love, obviously. Mm -hmm. And when you go out there, you don't think until it happens. And then you're like, oh my God. Like when I went down, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm screwed. Like I knew Im immediately that something like really wrong was going on with my knee, but accepting your reality was something that really helped me because then like the little things like when it was cold out wind was blowing in my face i'm trying to carry something on crutches maybe someone didn't hold the door long enough it wouldn't upset me anymore because it's just mm. like this is your reality this is what life looks like right now and if you can accept that your recovery will be so much easier and I think you paired that reality really well with gratitude. I think some people could be stuck in that reality and lack gratitude. Um, and I think that's definitely he healthy the way that you handled that. And I think that's a good um, example for, you know, athletes who are battling back from injury to to follow. I think that's a great example. 100%. I think what you said before, like what we talked about, um, we touched on the blood clot situation. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like what really did it for me. I was like, wow, like. I'm just happy to be here, to be alive. Cause you know, you, you don't discover that blood clot. Like you don't know what could happen when you go under in surgery. I don't want to say the words, but yeah, we all know, we all know what yeah. could happen. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of helps me, you know, there was period of time where some people never thought that like I could get my legs straight again after because letting the bones heal, like while I was on the medicine for the blood clot was like, a very slim chance that they were going to heal in the right position and 
I think that like my spirituality and my my mental and the work that I've done there was part of the reason why we got two out of three of those bones to heal in the correct spot. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So I want to finish up with a segment that I call Full Court Press, where I just kind of ask you some quick hitting questions. Yeah. And I just give you. me your your, okay. your fastest answer. All yeah. right. Okay. All right. I'll give you, I'll start off with an easy one. Here we go. You ready? LeBron or MJ? MJ. And one layup or three pointer? And one layup. It's just more like hype for the team. Okay. I have to kind of pause for a second. I'm surprised. I mean, maybe I shouldn't I be surprised because that Boston College game where you got teed up for yelling and one, I thought maybe that would put a sour taste in your mouth. I don't know if you remember that game or not. Um, of course, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I saw my face all over Twitter after that. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> that is the most Dara Mabry technical foul I've ever seen. 100% couldn't agree more. <laughs> if you could change one rule in the game of basketball, what would it be? One rule in the game of basketball. Oh, my gosh. One I hear a lot is over the back. That's the one I hear a lot. <sighs> yeah. I mean, as a small guard, we love when we get those. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> I don't like when someone has a breakaway layup and they get fouled um, and it's on purpose, obviously to stop them from getting the easy two points. I feel like maybe you could like get a point for that or something, yeah. right? I'm with you. I'm with Especially you. It's frustrating. It happens, it happens the most in the NBA, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they do. They don't get a free throw, do they? I think it's a, I think it's a, Dead, I think it's just a, a non-shooting foul. foul. Yeah, just a foul. Yeah, yeah, that annoys me so much because it's like, ugh, easy too, and then you can, you can just bail them out with a foul. little hack-a-shack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I got a softball for you one, and there is a right answer to this question. As I'm from New York, you're from New Jersey. I feel like East Coast people, we got to be on the same page here. Okay, I'm confident. Uh, does pineapple go on pizza? No. Okay, thank you. This interview would have ended right there if you had said yes. All right, another softball, cats or dogs? Oh my gosh, I've had both. I'm gonna have to go with dogs, though. Good choice, good choice. Who's yeah. the funniest Mabry sibling? Ryan. Ryan? My little brother, like, he, every time he comes and visits, he just, like, brings tears to my eyes. He's so funny. Every He's family so needs one. Every family needs a Ryan. In, in the most, like, he is so calm and so, like, the same, so, like neutral and balanced but like when he's out of his shell like around our family and stuff he oh my gosh he's so funny i love that now you've won a couple state championships in your day i'm gonna yeah. put paint a scenario for you okay state championship game you're down two with 10 seconds left dara mabry gets the ball does she go for the win or does she go for the tie down two, 10 seconds left hmm I want to say everyone is expecting like the three-point shooter like to go mm -hmm. for the win, but I think I think I would go for a layup like for the tie, just because like situationally like if I was in high school I would shoot the three probably, but mm -hmm. <laughs> in college situationally I think I would go for the easier basket, which like. I feel like when you watch game, like when I watch games being like the person I am, like with the IQ, like, and I see someone like take a, like one, like 
crossover between the legs, step back three, and it doesn't go in, that's one of those shots where it's like, if it goes in, great. But if you miss it, like, it looks so bad at the end. What of the were game. you thinking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm right there with you. I think the easy two, the way to go, play it, play it in overtime. You know, I just yeah. be not being able to live with yourself on that miss three, the sleepless nights, that would Oof. be tough. One hundred percent. But Dara, thank you so much for coming on off the court. We loved having you on, and uh, if you ever want to swing by camp again, we'd love to have you. For sure, one hundred percent. I'm there. Thank you guys so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Dara. Awesome.